And a warm hearted good morning from our Brimpen studios here in Kilner Park in Pretoria. As always, on a Friday, we tackle contentious issues that affect our Christian world. The topic for discussion this morning, let's call it a lottery ticket in my Bible. This following an article that made its appearance in the local newspapers on the 10th of September and stated almost casually the following. I'm going to quote, a single mum drowning in debt won 70.8 million rand in the Powerball Plus draw of September 5th, according to the newspapers. The winners are not named by the Powerball operators, but said she is a domestic worker who bought a 7 rand 50 ticket at a local garage. Instead of letting the machine pick lucky numbers for her, she went manual and put her own lucky numbers in. She told the lottery company that she'd been drowning in debt as the sole breadwinner in her home. That night, before the draw, she said she put the ticket in her Bible. A friend had given her and went on her knees and prayed to God to give her a sign that all her troubles will soon be over. Continuing her story, she said she could not sleep and again at 3 o'clock that morning, she asked God to bless her and her family with good fortune. At first, she thought she had done quite well by winning four numbers. It was only after she told her employer that she had won with four numbers that her employer made her aware that she in fact won the big jackpot. The lottery company customarily assists winners over the shock of overnight riches and provides counseling and financial guidance on how to handle such a massive mindfall. Well, a family member once said, how do you expect to catch a fish if you don't have any lines in the water? Referring to the same logic applying to lottery tickets. But what does the word of God say with regards to gambling or playing the lottery? After all, Paul writes, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive, according to 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 23. Is that quoting God's word out of context? Well, Brumpent investigates, so don't stray or go away. We'll be back with our respondents right after this. Well, I've got my respondents on the line. Pastor Tim Cantrell, first on the line. Uh, Tim, a warm-hearted good morning to you. Just in a nutshell, if you can just introduce yourself to our listeners, please. Good morning, Vena. I'm great to be with you. I am a senior pastor at Antioch Bible Church. We've had the privilege of serving Christ here in South Africa for the last 21 years and also uh, the, uh, the privilege of being uh, president of Shepherd Seminary, uh, training pastors and expository preachers. Thank you so much for joining us, Tim. Uh, somebody else that we've invited, uh, Dr. Peter Hammond. Uh, Peter, in a nutshell, your background bio, please. Missionary for the last 38 years to persecuted Christians. Gentlemen, welcome. Can I start by asking you, what is your thoughts on placing your lottery ticket in your Bible and then asking God to bless you? Tim, can I start with you? So thank you, Vena. Great question, and it's a great opportunity to point out Christians need to be warned about a magical view of prayer and a magical view of the Bible. I think it betrays a a doctrinal error in both of those areas. Uh, Your thoughts on this, Peter? Well, it's this kind of propaganda that's got to be an absolute boon for the gamblers, uh, this kind of advertising. If it's true, well, it's dangerous because it'll encourage a lot of other people to engage in this extremely dangerous and sinful practice of gambling. Gambling is a fruit of sin, and it's a root of sin, the result of covetousness, and actually it's a form of idolatry. 
Well, Peter, the article also says she was drowning in debt, yet spending money on the lottery. What would you say to somebody in such a situation? Highly irresponsible. The last thing you want to do is gamble because you've got five times more chance of being struck by lightning than winning the lottery. And it's absolutely cruel to the poor to give the hold out before them. You could win a million kind of thing if you gamble. And then their very limited resources are wasted on gambling. Now, most times people lose. They don't win. And so in that case, it's a waste of good uh, resources. It's, it's bad stewardship. If they win, they win, of course, at a lot of other people's expense. Tim Peter says it's cruel to have this carrot in front of the poor. This article in particular said she was drowning in debt, yet spending money on that. The lottery are more likely to pull money from low-income people. Uh, are there any truth in that? Absolutely. I agree with Peter 100%. It's uh, predatory. It's what the Bible calls dirty money. You use the word dirty money. What does the Bible, in your understanding, have to say about gambling and lottery gambling? How do you understand it, Tim? I think the Bible forbids gambling. It doesn't need to use the word gambling to warn us against the principles behind gambling that violate uh, the Christian ethics on a number of levels. Trusting God's sovereignty, good stewardship of money, uh, fleeing covetousness and greed, as Peter mentioned. Uh, not taking advantage of the poor, and uh, trusting God and, and working hard to create wealth, not to erode wealth. Peter, to your understanding, Tim says he thinks that what the Bible says. What do you think the Bible says? Are there definite scriptures that address the issue of gambling and lottery or not? Yes, certainly. The Bible is very clear. You shall not covet is one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not steal. Um, you shall have known that God's before me. Idolatry is extremely dangerous. Proverbs 13 verse 11 says, Wealth from gambling quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows. So we're to be wise stewards of the resources God gives us and not to throw it away in pursuit of the God of chance. Uh, and I don't know if people realize the word luck. Uh, it, it comes from Lakshmer, goddess of fortune. And so... Um, British soldiers in India started to make a joke saying good Lakshmi, which developed into good luck, uh, referring to the goddess of chance or the goddess of fortune. Now, in 1 Timothy 6, verse 9 to 11, we read, people who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. But you, man of God, flee all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. So it is so important for us to be responsible and to warn people, use your resource to, to provide for the needs of your family and for yourselves and for others, and even to put into the Lord's work. But don't waste your money by throwing away and gambling. The vast majority of people, we're talking about millions upon millions of South Africans, lose everything they put into gambling and get nothing back. And the fact that one in several million get some kind of result like this, it's just a boon for the advertising of the gambling industry, which is a parasitic predatory uh, industry, just yeah. as Tim said. And it's absolutely vital that we warn people. It's highly irresponsible of the news media to even cover stories like this 
because they know that what they're doing is encouraging millions of other people to waste their hard-earned limited resources on this goddess of chance. It's idolatrous, it's feeding into greed, but it's super destructive. And the amount of families that are destroyed from gambling, I personally know from, from my own circles and counseling and pastoral duties, how many families have been destroyed by people getting involved in gambling. Tim, what would you say to the argument that lottery money is used for a good cause? A lot of the money go to charity. What would your response be to to that? Two wrongs don't make a right. And, uh, you know, people could use drugs for lots of, illegal drugs for lots of good purposes. But the Christian's first question has to be, does the Bible forbid this? Does this exalt God? What does the Scripture say? Not pragmatism and just what works. Peter, what is your take on it? Because it's been said that a lot of the money goes to charity, to to, to uh, NPOs. A minuscule fraction, but it's that again is just free advertising, which I'm afraid our irresponsible members of the news media feed into. They, they give the impression, oh, it's doing some good. Well, as one person put it so well, uh, the, the charity is like giving a person a bucket to bleed into after you stabbed them repeatedly. And gambling contributes nothing to the common good. It undermines values, something for nothing, mocks work, finances crime, robs children, enslaves addicts, subverts governments. It poisons whatever it touches. The amount of people who commit suicide because of the unrealistic expectations that I could win the lottery and settle all these highly irresponsible debts. This this is not an economic benefit for the country. And in fact, in Britain, where they've got a colossal lottery, you know, the people win millions of pounds, which is a lot more than rand. And uh, the BBC did a study into the people who won the lottery, in other words, that received millions of pounds uh, over a 14-year period, and they found every single one, without exception, was in a worse situation several years down the line than when they had won the lottery. And you may think, well, how on earth can your life be worth uh, be worse after you've won millions? Because parasites come out of the woodwork, the amount of people and relatives that you haven't heard from in years and others, and the people make irresponsible choices. And they found in every case, even those who win the lottery are ruined by it. So, Tim, my money, does it belong to me or does it belong to God? Do I have a choice what to do with my money? Can I do with my money what I like to? Or am I responsible to God for what I do with my money? Exactly. He's the owner of all things. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Romans 11, all things are from him, through him, and to him. And as, as Peter has so clearly stated already, we answer to him and to his word at every point in how we use and how we steward all of our resources. He's the owner. He's the master. We will give an account of every last talent and cent and opportunity we have and how he's invested it for his kingdom and spent it for his glory in light of eternity. Somebody once said, you know, the lottery is like fishing. You can't expect to catch a fish unless you have a line in the water. Therefore, it can't be sin. It's simply a line that's lying in the water in the hope that you would catch a fish. What would your response be to that individual? Well, you shouldn't be fishing in that pool because gambling is a form of stealing. You can only gain at the expense of tens of thousands of others. In the case of this, probably hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people contributed to this one person's uh, chance, fluke, 
winning. And of course, to suggest that having uh, the lottery ticket in your Bible somehow enabled you to win is also a form of idolatry. It's dishonoring to God. I'd call it blasphemous. This person's ill-taught and obviously irresponsible to have, while first of all living beyond your means, uh, is highly irresponsible, and that's also a form of theft. Uh, and the scripture makes it very clear that if a man shall not work, he shall not eat. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.10. So according to the Bible, if you able-bodied, work is a duty, not an option. And you, Ephesians 4.28, he who's been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with others in need. So this idea of gaining uh, by chance, you're not gaining by chance. A whole lot of other people have been given this cruel hope, which, considering the fact that you've got next to no chance of winning, it's so rare. You think of how many millions get nothing back from gambling, and then uh, this one chance, and it's broadcast over the headlines, and it feeds into the greed of people thinking, oh, that could be me. They don't think that they could be amongst the millions who lose. They think they're going to be like that one who wins. And of course, uh, just in terms of statistics, they've got five times more chance of being struck by lightning. All right, so lottery is not the way. You're quite clear about it, both of you. It's not in the Bible. It's against God's will for us to play lottery, to go gambling. Tim, to your understanding, Peter made mention of it, but to your understanding, you think gambling and playing the lottery can be addictive? Absolutely, Vanna. Paul says in First Corinthians, I will not be mastered by anything. And as you mentioned in the introduction, all things may be even things that are permissible don't necessarily edify. Yeah. And Christian needs to be aware of that. And then on, I would add just everything that Peter has already said. This gambling and lottery simply illustrates the famine in the land here in our, our, our South African Christianity. And I would lay the blame not even more than at this lady's door at her pastors and her church that haven't taught her the word of God, taught her to trust the Lord, and taught her to think biblically about God's sovereignty, about prayer, about what the Bible is for, and, and so forth. Peter, what is then the Bible's way of creating wealth? If, if you want to work for your income and, and create wealth, is there a biblical way for creating wealth? Certainly. In fact, it was well said by evangelist John Wesley, work all you can, earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. The biblical principles are respect other people's property, never steal or cheat, always abide by contracts, be industrious in earning money, be disciplined in saving money, always earn more than you need and more than you spend, be wise in investing your money, be obedient to God in tithing to God's work, be discerning and sharing with those in need. I mean, this is the way. You don't earn by just worshipping the goddess of chance. Um, wealth is not created by luck. It is something that that comes through hard work and discipline and reliability and respecting contracts and being someone with a Christian work ethic. And what we need to encourage is not people worshiping the goddess of chance. The Bible's very clear that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And gambling is completely built on that. It, it tapers into the greed that is in the basis parts of all of us, of the idea of getting something for nothing. And that is, that is simple. It's wrong. Let's work and earn and tithe and be generous and make sure we're always spending a lot less than we earn.
Tim, just in closing, it's been said that these um, gambling companies, these lottery companies, assist the winners over the shock of overnight riches, provides counseling and financial guidance on how to handle these massive mindfuls. Uh, what would you say to regards to that? To be frank, um, they're simply trying to you know, disguise the, the predatory nature of their business and all the ruin and damage that's been done, that's just, it's virtue signaling. I think it's hypocrisy, actually, yeah. to uh, claim to make such a huge mess and then offer a, a mop to help people clean it up. Uh, I think that's very careless at best, if not um, deceitful at worst. Peter, do you think the church uh, in South Africa, is, uh, well, the church in the world, is speaking out enough against the, the ills of, of gambling and, and playing the lottery? Not at all. I think most churches aren't aware of the devastation causes. In fact, I know of some Christian radio stations that have effectively been engaging in gambling as well. You know, a free trip to Israel, this and the other, and, you know, all these sort of fundraising schemes. Some of them can be on the level of gambling. I live in Cape Town, very close to what we often call grand theft. And because my daughter ice skates, we've got to go there. And it's actually quite shocking what you... And, for example, uh, on one night, memorable night several years ago, on a Friday night, something like 83 people handed over the keys to their cars and literally had to walk out because they'd not only gambled all the money they had, drew money because they've got ATMs there, including on credit card, but they then signed away their own cars in several cases, had to wake up their children sleeping in the pajamas in the back of the cars on Friday night after having gambled their earnings away of payday and walked out the gate. And then you hear like speaking about uh, gamble with your mind, not with your heart, and, and gamble responsibly and things like this. Yes, I agree with Tim. This is complete hypocrisy. Gentlemen, in closing, for those Christians who think, well, it's, it's an innocent thing. I'm buying a lottery ticket. I, I, I'm not sure that I'm sinning against God. Just sum it up for us in a nutshell. Tim, from your side, your final thoughts on this. Gambling is unbiblical. It's built on an immoral principle. Uh, as, been, as has been said, it's something for nothing. The pagan god of luck and chance and fate, rather than the Christian god of the Bible who is sovereign, and who has shown us clearly in his word how uh, wealth is produced through hard work and through trusting God and through the role of the local family and the local church for a person who is destitute or unable to earn the income. So uh, I would sum it up and say, let's take our lottery tickets out of the Bible and let's put our nose in the Bible and let God's word be the final authority on these issues. Peter? Yes, we shouldn't treat the Bible as something superstitious, it's something we're meant to read and obey. Uh, gambling is a sin of covetousness, idolatry, it's theft by consent, uh, it is a desire to gain at the expense of others, it has led some people to murder, it often leads to laziness, it's a form of stealing, and the, it's a root of all kinds of evil, and it's a major cause of neglect of the family. Very clear on it. Never can you say, I did not hear, I did not know. Now you can make that informed decision that you were hoping for. Thank you so much to our respondents this morning, Pastor Tim Cantrell and also Dr. Peter Hammond. Thank you so much for taking part in this program. Thank you. God bless. Thanks so much, Vernon.